Hello and welcome to We Random episode 52. We are recording on September 14th, 2021. Hey B, did you hear that uh, due to noise complaints, they passed a law in Hawaii that you're no longer allowed to laugh at a certain decibel? Was it six people who complained? No, but but now you can only use aloha. Aloha. <laughs> More after this. Almost Qualified Productions. We're three beers in. Time for you to catch up. B's on mute, so he's going to give us our intro in just a second, everybody. I sure am. I thought that I was on mute, and then I unmuted, and then I muted. But this is episode 52 of We Random. <laughs> I'm Brian. That's Christopher. I did not chug my beer. For all of you who are not watching, I took a nice, gentle sip, and we are here to give you a wonderful podcast. So, Christopher, how are you doing this wonderful Tuesday evening? I'm doing good, and I want to make sure that we give a big shout-out to Emily who sent us that wonderful, wonderful joke for the week. Thank you, Emily, for that joke. Um, you can send all complaints to uh, skanzi at youtube.com. <laughs> and uh, you can also file those using Amazon Sidewalk. Yes, but you can. now that we have gotten all of the formalities out of the way, we welcome you into episode 52 of We Random. Today, we have our wonderful Wheel of Doom. We have topics for you. Both Skanzi and I have a wonderful, delicious beer to drink while we get mad about things online. So without any further delay, Skanzi, I would request that unless you have breaking news for the patrons, such as Jared Goff has thrown a 74th interception, that we go ahead and start getting mad about things online. Well, I think there's a couple things. Number one, the way that Aaron Rodgers played this weekend, honestly, we have absolutely no right to talk shit about any quarterback in the league. Second, um, for those who are watching live or recorded, you know that we generally have a couple GIFs, not GIFs, GIFs that sit over there on the uh, right-hand side. There is not one this week um, because I have to unveil it. So I'm trying to decide which order to do this in. So I'm going to do it this way. So obviously this is we, WI random, right? We're really Wisconsin-based. Big news that impacts us kind of a little bit. Came out today, Ryan Braun officially announced his retirement. I think we all knew that it was coming. I kind of harbored hope that he was going to have some big comeback and come help us in the playoff push. Um, but he did announce his retirement, so we got Ryan Braun there. And because we had other huge Brewer news this week that we'll talk about maybe a little bit later, um, the Brewers had their first no-hitter in, was it 34 years or something? 34 years. 34 years through no-hitter. So... We got Corbin Burns up there. He had a little bit of help. Josh Hader came in in the ninth inning. But uh, we got Corbin Burns and Ryan Braun because it's really, really big Brewers news this week. So with that, I think we can probably uh, do this wheel thing, huh? Sounds good. Let's commence getting mad about things online. All right. Bingo. Let's see what we get. We're going to start with the NFL. Jared Goff time, B. What do you got? Jared Goff. So, NFL week one happened this week, and there's a recap. 
it was a rough week for us in Packers Nation with our Packers prediction, especially yes. with the Packers getting blown out. But this isn't just about the Packers. We want to talk about what did we learn other than the fact that Skanzi and I got together, we ate pizza, we watched all of the morning and afternoon games on a giant projector screen. And, you know, there was a Thursday night game that was exciting. There was a Monday night game that was exciting. The Chicago Bears still suck. But what did we <laughs> learn, Sponzi? What What do you feel like you learned from week one that you didn't already know? And what nuggets are you taking into week two of this season? Do I need to bust out the R-E-L-A-X the whole thing? You know, people in Packer Nation are up in arms, freaking out. I thought you wanted to bust out the other drop. Uh oh, uh this one? They fucking suck. Yeah. Yep. Um the Packers were abysmal. Like every single like I'm gonna start with the defense because Aaron Rodgers is gonna be Aaron Rodgers. I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, that's the big news nationally, but the defense was just like how do you give up thirty some points to Jameis Winston? Like that is insane. Like they were so absolute complete garbage. Like you could have rolled a peewee league team out there and they wouldn't have given up more points than that. It, it was disgusting. Um Obviously, the big news nationally is everybody's freaking out because obviously Aaron Rodgers, who was too busy getting married in the offseason because God forbid the fucking guy has a real life. That's why he's horrible. You know what? Who cares? Like, it wouldn't even surprise me if the guy was being a little bit of a dick and just played like shit on purpose to say, hey, look, just so you know, this is what you're going to get when I'm not around. Like, it wouldn't even surprise me if he did that. It would kind of suck, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um... But the, the Packers were just absolute trash. Uh, I, I probably the best part of the weekend for me is after I was all over social media and especially my own Facebook, because I'm friends with a lot of people who are Bears fans. And the Bears fans were super, super, super excited by the fact that before their game started, every other team in the division was 0-1. So the Chicago Bears were celebrating. We're in first place, baby. I mean, how bad? How freaking bad do you have to be as a football team that your fans get excited when you are not, when you're technically in first place because you haven't played a game yet because they know you're going to lose. That's pretty freaking horrible. And so, of course, the last laugh is Chicago Bears lost too. So, uh, yeah, there there was, those are the things that really jump out at me, at least that, that impact our team. Um, what, else, what else are the big things? I don't even remember. I mean, so... It's just interesting, right? Because obviously the Buccaneers came out and they were fine and they did their Buccaneers things. And then it's like them and Dallas and that's a shootout game and everybody's getting excited because your boy Dak Prescott looks good and he's running up the stat totals because that's what happens. And then the game last night between Baltimore and Oakland goes to, well, they're Las Vegas now, but yeah. you know, Baltimore and Las Vegas goes into overtime and like that's a thing and apparently the officiating and the review booth and the Minnesota and Cincinnati game was like a real hot mess and they got a couple calls wrong what I just think it's interesting right so let's focus on the Packers for a minute so the Packers play Detroit this weekend what are you expecting from this upcoming game obviously we haven't proven to be terribly efficient in our production so far <laughs> but we've got we've got 60 full minutes of football to form some opinion. So what are the opinions that you formed over these past 60 minutes of football? Um, well, as much as you have loved to call his name out tonight, 
uh, the quarterback with the best statistics going into that game is not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I think we have to call that out. Uh, I don't, I don't think I can, I don't think I can be excited about our, our prospects. Like I truly believe Rodgers will be fine. Like he's one of the best to ever play. He's still one of the best in the game. I'm not concerned about that. He'll be fine. There's way too much talent around him for them not to score points. But that defense is absolutely abysmal. And I mean, the Lions scored, what, 33 against the 49ers. So like they could easily double that against this garbage cupcake defense. So that worries me. Like it wor- it's going to worry me every single game of the season because they're such trash. I, I guess I just don't understand. Like, so for example, they acquire Randall Cobb. And then it's the same old thing. We're playing Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Alan Lazard and Dominique yeah, Daphne. Yeah, played like what? Like, down maybe? If that? Like he, like he came in in garbage time. Yeah. Like what, what? I And somebody said that, oh, maybe he's hurt or whatever. But it's like it. some of this just doesn't make sense. And it's kind of like typical Packers where I think there was a play where we're sitting there and it's like third and one. And I'm like, they're just going to throw this ball towards the end zone. And what do they do? They throw the ball towards the end zone and it's a pick. And I'm like, cool. Well, you know, even, even though we're talking Emily level of pit petty, maybe Randall Cobb not playing is a Matt LaFleur level of petty. Maybe he didn't put him in the game to say, Hey, look, Aaron Rodgers, you may be able to force our hand and put him on the team. But guess whose hand you have to force to actually get him to play, right? Like it, it honestly, one hundred percent could be a pissing match between Rodgers and Lafleur, which I think is kind of funny, even though you know it puts our team in the balance. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't. I would like to think that they're not that petty, but uh, who knows? Maybe yeah. they are. Yeah, I'm hopeful for a bounce back in week two. Obviously, week one was weird because you're playing at a neutral site that really kind of felt like a home game, but it wasn't a home game. And I mean, we'll just see, right? Like, I feel like this defensive coordinator definitely needs to get things together fast because everybody gets so mad at Mike Pettin and like this defense just looked bad. Yeah, it was horrible. Defense was just disgusting. I All hope right. the Emily Other... level of petty happens in the future. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, so what else happened? So the Chiefs won, not a huge surprise, but the Browns look pretty good. Um, oh, Arizona. Arizona looked good. Oh, Arizona, good. yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray is something special, man. That guy is intense. Who did they beat the hell out of? That was the Titans. Yeah, the Titans, who everyone's expecting to be, like, a great team. And, yeah. uh, you know, 2,000-yard rusher, uh, what's his name? Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Was it eight yards? Is that what he had? I thought that's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, it wasn't very good. And then, obviously, the Falcons looked terrible without Julio Jones. So yeah, yeah. Like, literally, they came out and targeted Calvin Ridley, like, four times on the first drive. And then, <laughs> and then he didn't never have a again. catch for, like, three quarters or yeah. something. Uh, it was 58 yards. So, he got a couple yards. But, considering he put up 2,000 last year, 58 yards is garbage. And yeah. Kyler Murray is just intense. That guy is next level amazing. So, yeah, yeah, Arizona was, I would think, the most impressive team all week. So, so Christopher, before we move on to the next topic, in three words or less, tell me how you feel having football back. I'm fucking jacked. Does that work? That's three that words. How do you feel? Give me your three words. My team suck. <laughs> Fantasy football. They fucking suck. 
but you know, I, as I was explaining to you in real life, out of the park baseball has basically broken my heart for gaming. Yeah. Because no matter how hard I try, there's a very small percentage chance that I'm gonna win anyway. So. Yeah, I should have went with fantasy football sucks because Jesus Christ, I'm spinning the wheel. I don't want to even okay. think about fantasy football. Let's, Let's get angry instead about Twitch. I mean, we know who gets angry about Twitch here, right? Uh, is, it, so, is it you? Nope, not oh. me. So, but we are going to talk about Twitch because Twitch is here. So Twitch has sued two alleged hate raiders. They are suing two individuals who have allegedly participated in creating and facilitating the hate raids against multiple creators. Twitch claims that it has taken swift action to suspend and permanently block the accounts of the users identified by their online aliases Cruise Control and Creatine Overdose. <laughs> Twitch says the users continued to make new accounts and altered their code in order to avoid detection and suspension. The lawsuit is an attempt to put an end to the defendant's creation of the hate raids. Twitch believes that Cruise Control resides in the Netherlands and Creatine Overdose currently lives in Austria. The user's real names are not known at this time. So, to me, like, I get it, but I'm also like, you're suing an anonymous screen name. That I don't feel like that's really going to work out for you, but thanks for doing something that's really nothing. I don't know. Set me straight if you feel like I'm wrong. No, I, so I think there's, there's pluses and minuses here. A lot more minus than plus. So... I like the fact that they're taking this move um, because I think what it does is it sends a message that we're serious about this garbage and we're not going to put up with it, right? I, I, that The message that it's not just that you'll get your account banned, the message that you could go to jail, right? I, I'm guessing, maybe, or you could get sued for your entire life savings or whatever. Um, like, I like that they're putting that type of a penalty on it, or at least the risk of that penalty. Hopefully that will start to have an impact. Um, the problem is, is that outside of that, they've done exactly dick. Like, they've done nothing. They've, they sent out an email and said, hey, we're working on stuff. And they put a message on Twitter and they said, hey, we're working on stuff. And then the, then the message came out that they're suing these guys. That's it. So guess what? marginalized creators on Twitch are still getting hate rated. They still have to deal with this shit, right? And so it's it's just not enough. And it, it's like, I, we all know I left Twitch because of that in, in large part. It's just, they're, they're not doing enough to protect people and it's not okay. They need to do better. They need to do more. And so, yes, this is a, this is a good step, but it's nowhere near enough. So as a question, what, things would you propose that they do or like what steps would be what steps would make it feel like they're doing enough well they need to give creators tools that are going to allow them to combat this wow that's really really bright isn't it <laughs> sorry um they didn't they need to give people tools that allow them to combat the issue that they're dealing with right so tools to easily moderate Tools like maybe a, a universal blacklist. And that would mean that they'd have to monitor that, right? And they'd have to check on it. But a universal blacklist. Like if, if, if we know that this specific bot group is getting banned consistently in multiple channels or they're getting banned with a special ban code that says hate raid, something like that, 
then that goes directly into some moderator queue and somebody gets eyes on it and looks at it and says, hey, guess what? Yes, these are hate raid bots. They are now banned. The accounts are deleted, done, right? Now that's gonna be a continuous thing because they'll just change the bots. They'll create new bots. They'll change the name, whatever. But at least that's something, right? Give people the opportunity to very quickly and easily block a bunch of, of terms that, that people are posting. Like we've talked about this before where they're, they're, they're just using characters that look like letters. Like they're going to get the N word across to you, but they're just not going to use N and the other letters that are part of that word. They're going to use letters that look different or characters that look a little bit different, but you know what they're saying. Give, give content creators a very easy way to block all those terms. Like these are tools that are already being created by third party people, but it's a pain in the ass to implement them on Twitch. There, there, there's a lot of really simple things that they can do to help make this a hell of a lot easier, hell of a lot better. Make people get verified. I know a lot of people will freak out about that, but go the verified route. Like do, do something. Don't just sit there and say, yeah, we're working on it. Because, and, and then there's been, I got into a back and a forth with a guy on Twitter who said, you know, when you're dealing with cyber privacy kind of stuff, data privacy, you know, cybersecurity stuff, you can't advertise what you're doing. Because if you do that, then people can adjust to it. And I said, yes, you're right. And, and his, his final comment was, you just have to trust that Twitch is doing it. And I said, no, you're wrong. Because here's the thing, Twitch has n n n never given their content creators any kind of proof, any kind of reason to trust them that they're going to fix this and get things right. Because of that, you absolutely 100% cannot ask them to trust you now because you have never shown them that they can trust you. So because of that, there's this giant void that says, hey, you're not doing a goddamn thing. Now, if Twitch came out and said, hey, look, these are the things that we want to do. These are the types of things that we're looking at. Uh, we're, we're working on all of these. We can't get into specifics because if we do that, then it's going to tip them off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. At least that's something. But they didn't even do that. They just a very, very generic, nondescript, hey, we're working on it. It's not good enough. See, I appreciate that response because, again, oftentimes we talk about getting mad online and kind of doing things, but that's why I asked the question, so what could they be doing? Because again, I agree with you that there's a part of things where yes, like you don't want them to put all their cards on the table, but you also want them to have established a history that they're actually going to act when the time is right. And if they haven't done that, then it makes sense for people to be a little suspicious of the fact that they will actually follow through. So right. that all makes sense to me. Yeah. You, you gotta you gotta be able to prove it you gotta be able to show something and until you do people aren't going to trust you and and asking people to trust you is is just not okay it's not gonna happen you gotta do better hashtag cool. do cool. better twitch all right we'll move on from twitch all right we're moving on apple in app i don't remember oh, what that is yeah so apple's lucrative app store business model received oh. a major blow thanks to a federal judge's decision in the company's legal battle with Epic Games. Now, to catch up those who are unfamiliar, back in August of 2020, Epic implemented a plan to challenge Apple called Project Liberty, where Epic reduced the price of Fortnite's in-game currency by 20% if 
players bought directly from Epic's website, bypassing Apple's typical 15 to 30% cut of the growth sales and violated Apple's rules on steering users away from in-app payments. Apple, in retaliation, removed Fortnite from the App Store and Epic then filed a lawsuit that culminated in this particular ruling. So, Judge Ivan Gonzalez Rogers issued an injunction that said Apple will no longer be able to prohibit developers from providing links or other communications that direct users away from Apple's in-app purchasing. However, this was still a win for Apple as Rogers did rule that Epic Games will have to pay Apple damages because they breached their contract. The video game developer must pay Apple 30% of all revenue collected from Fortnite on iPhones or iPads through direct payments. So, I mean, this is interesting, right? Because Apple has kind of had a market on those in-app payments, but now this injunction, at least in California, says you can't do that. You need to allow developers to give people the option to pay them directly. Yeah, there's there's a lot of give and take. And also Epic has appealed the decision. Um, I don't have a list of what all the, there's, there's basically 10 different specific counts in this lawsuit. Epic won one of them and Apple won the other nine. Uh, and the one that they won was that, that Apple has to allow them to accept purchases outside of the App Store. Um, and Epic immediately appealed, in part because they probably don't want to pay back all that money, right? Uh, so I, I'm obviously incredibly pro Apple. So I'm gonna throw that out there as a disclaimer. Um, I kind of go back and forth on this one. So I don't have an issue if Epic wants to accept money outside of the app store. I think it's fair. I don't have any issue with that. Um, I understand why Apple doesn't want to, right? We're talking billions of dollars, but I don't think that's a problem. Here's where the problem could surface is what if Epic decides that you can only buy whatever off of their website? I don't want to do that. Like the thing I love about the Apple ecosystem is I can give Apple my Apple card. They don't even know what the card number is. And then I can just buy everything, put it on my Apple card, pay it off, right? Like it's that simple. My subscriptions go on the Apple card. You know, my payments for stuff go to the Apple card. If I rent a freaking movie, goes to the Apple card. I don't have to give my information to any other entity. I don't have to dig my card out of my wallet. I don't have to deal with any of that garbage. So if we get to a point where other other companies are forcing you out of that ecosystem to take payments, I'm instantly turned off. I'm pissed off. I don't want to do business with you. And I probably wouldn't. I would probably end my business relationship with these companies because you're making my life more difficult. And I don't want to have to deal with that. Now, are they going to piss and moan over the $20 a year they're getting off me? No, of course not. But um, I, I, I would be infuriated if it gets to that point. Also, the other thing I would add is, is this eventually at some point going to lead to a situation where you can get these applications not on the App Store? I don't know that they're necessarily going that direction, but anybody that plays video games on your computer knows what it's like because you got 17 different places your games are. I've got Steam, I've got Origin, I've got Blizzard, I've got Epic, and I'm sure there's four or five more that I'm not thinking about. So, I mean, you know, I get on here and want to play a game with somebody, and I have to try to figure out which one of these damn applications, these these stores, the application's in. 
And if it goes something like that, I, I don't want to have to deal with that. So there's a lot of ramifications one way or the other. I don't care if Apple loses out on a couple billion, really, because they've got plenty of money and, and, and offering someone another option, if that works easier for them, fine. Especially if Epic says, hey, if you want to buy V-Bucks through the Apple store, it's going to cost you 20% more then give people an option. But I can still buy it from the, the Apple store if I want to, because I don't want to dick around and pay you another way. At least give me that option. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. Yeah, I think that's the key is that because Apple is taking that cut, like from a business perspective, it makes sense that these companies would want to offer an alternative approach. It's kind of that whole thing where like you call the got junk people and they're like, yeah. hey, we'd really rather you pay us your tip in cash than to put it on your card because we only get X percent if you put it on your card. But if right. you give us this $20 bill, I don't tell them if you don't tell them, right? So <laughs> yeah. this is kind of like that similar situation. So, I mean, I think your concerns are valid, but I also can see the business side where like Epic would say, hey, we want to make this money directly. We don't want Apple to take a cut because then that is a cut on our revenue. And yeah. I mean, obviously it's a very narrow line because there are some companies where Apple, they need Apple more than Apple needs them. Sure. And then there are other things where in some ways, like Apple might need that company more than that company needs them. Right. So that's where it's a very fine line. And I think that's what Apple's going to have to tread lightly. Cause I think the idea that you offer is interesting. Now, how that's phrased, right? Does Epic show on their app store that you can pay $19.99 for this amount of stuff? And then on their website, it's like $15.99. What if you have somebody who buys it through the app store and then they're like, hey, on your website, it said it was $16. I want a refund of my $3. Like, how does that all work? Right? Yeah, one of the so, things they, they had talked about, which I think got shot down, was they wanted to be able to advertise this in the app as well. So if you're in Fortnite and you want to buy V-Bucks, Epic wants to be able to say, hey, instead of paying $20, you can pay $15 on our website. And Apple yeah. doesn't want that to happen, which, you know, I kind of understand that too. So, um, right, so But the one thing you mentioned is certain companies or certain developers need Apple more than Apple needs them. Let's keep in mind, there probably wasn't a very big surprise that this didn't happen until Fortnite got incredibly large. Now, you could say, well, that's when they started to lose a, a you know, butt ton of money. Maybe that's part of it. But I think it's also there because they knew that, that all of their users would put a shit ton of pressure on Apple, which they did as soon as they announced this. Because they right. knew how Apple was going to react, right? As soon as they put that update in, Apple kicked them off the App Store. They knew it was going to happen. They, they already had the... I mean, they filed the lawsuit like within hours of Apple kicking them off the App Store. So they, they had it drafted. They were just waiting. They, they were just, you know, they had their, their, their ducks in a row. They said, okay, let's put it into motion. We're going to put this in. Apple's kicking us off. And we're filing a suit. And that's where we are. Yep. I mean, it'll just be interesting to see how this plays out, right? Because you always need the one person or company or thing to push the legal documentation forward to see how things happen. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. And... And, you know, the one thing that the judge said was that a Apple does not have a monopoly here, which I think I'm not a lawyer. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt, which I don't think that they do. But it is very interesting that if you want to be on an iPhone, you have to go through Apple. So 
Yeah. Is that a monopoly in a way? Maybe kind of. I mean, but the, on the flip side, you could say, well, you could just go buy an Android then and, and download something there. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. And I'm just going to do right. whatever Apple tells me to for the most part anyway. Except maybe buy that new phone because what a clusterfuck. I'm spinning the wheel. Oh, Jesus Christ, B. I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to react to this shit. So, well, you are our <laughs> resident. No pun uh, intended, global, but pun intended, I guess. You're our resident uh, global warming expert. So I feel like this story applies very much to you. So. Researchers in Germany have decided to attempt to potty train cows in a bid to find a solution to the environmental damage caused by livestock waste. Farmed cattle produces roughly 66 to 88 pounds of feces and 8 gallons of urine each day and are free to relieve themselves wherever they please. However, that's a lot of shit, by the way. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> that's like a Friday night of that's, toppers, but that's a lot of however, shit. The spread of waste into the soil can have negative effects onto the environment. So these researchers have decided to see if they can potty train these cows. In the first phase of training, the cattle were put into a closed latrine. Whenever they urinated, they were given a reward of electrolyte mixture or crushed barley. To encourage them to use the toilets, researchers also came up with a deterrent using in-ear headphones with a displeasing sound whenever they urinated outside. Researchers found that the sound didn't dissuade the cows, but a splash of water worked well as a gentle deterrent. <laughs> so the calves were trained for 45 minutes every other day, and after 10 training days, the team managed to successfully train 11 out of the 16 calves involved in the experiment to use the latrine. The results show that calves perform at a similar level to children when learning to potty train and did better than very young children. So this is just interesting, right? Like this is the, the, the very controversial, uh, divisive term known as science at play. Oh, no. Science doesn't <laughs> exist. Right? But th this is science at play. I thought it was kind of cool. Like we always have these like stories where we just get mad online, but I think that this is interesting. And I thought this was kind of cool. Any particular thoughts that you have on it other than what you texted me, which was this amount of poop sounds like a Friday night after toppers. Yeah. Yeah. Toppers <laughs> doesn't agree with me. Um, old man Wiggum wants us to ask Emily, the ratio of cows to humans in Montana, which is funny. And Emily would like us to ask old man Wiggum, for the link he saved to tell us the number. Uh, okay, well, there you go. Um, you know, <laughs> as you were talking, the thing that came to my mind, which proves I'm an asshole, was, so what you're saying is that babies are only as smart as cows. Like that's that's kind of scary because cows are kind of dumb. But, I mean, kids are kind of dumb too, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, yeah, like like one of the biggest impacts to to climate change is all of the all of the shit right like the, the greenhouse and gases and all that from uh the methane and everything from from livestock is is one of the biggest impacts to climate change that's part of the reason why people bitch so much about eating meat right and switching to a plant-based diet so yeah i mean it sounds weird as hell and uh you know i when you when i looked at this article to begin with my first thought was a picture of a cow with a giant diaper. And then the second one was a cow sitting on a toilet. Now, neither of those are exactly accurate, but like if they can get this figured out and they can, they can do this and they can actually eliminate this much 
impact the environment. This is huge. I think in the article, and I don't have it pulled up right now, but I think they said that this methane from agriculture accounts for like 90% of the, the methane or the, uh, um, the gases that are, that are causing issues in, in England or in Europe or something like that. Yeah, it's like 90%. all the ammonia and stuff. So. Yeah, 90%. I mean, you cut that. I don't know what 11 out of 16 is, you know, like 70% or whatever. But if you can cut that 70-some percent or whatever it is out of that, that's an enormous, enormous impact. So, yeah, I, I let's do it, man. Yeah, I mean, it just, again, this is just kind of fascinating, like, what people come up with to try. But, again, like, this is one of those situations where we often talk about do we just take the good or do we look at the bad side, right? Like the good is like, Hey, they're trying stuff. Yeah. The bad is we're at a point in society where we have to try to potty train the cow <laughs> instead of getting the human to make a decision that's going to benefit greater earth. Well, yeah, you know, that's true, but dude, steak is delicious. <laughs> Hamburgers are delicious. It's true. So I must been good for yeah, the cows. Real... What's next? I wonder if we can potty train chickens or something. I don't know. I think this might qualify be as chickens. The wee random dick, dick, dick of the week. I mean, it was this or the other one, but we'll go with Kyle Farnsworth, former MLB pitcher Kyle Farnsworth, who once went on the injured list after kicking an electrical fan, and who once got into a fight with another pitcher is back in the news <laughs> guy hasn't played in like 10 years or something kyle farnsworth tweeted i just saw that an mlb player didn't play today because of general soreness are you kidding me it's september everyone is sore if you can't play through soreness you shouldn't be playing the sport internet sleuths noticed that general soreness was the reason the baltimore orioles used to give first baseman trey mancini a day off on the day of farnsworth's tweet Mancini, playing for an Orioles team hopelessly eliminated from playoff contention, had been hit by a pitch the day before and missed the entire 2020 season after a malignant tumor was removed from his colon, undergoing chemotherapy to treat his cancer. Needless to say, fans roasted Farnsworth online for his take. Farnsworth later tweeted that his tweet wasn't in reference to Mancini, but he directed it, quote, towards players who can't play through soreness, saying that there may be a fan that comes to see you play that day and you aren't. So as you've so eloquent, eloquently stated, <clears throat> Kyle, you are the we random dick of the week, the right? Random dick, dick, dick of the week. Yeah. Like this honestly <laughs> is the toxic masculinity culture that we need to get away from. Right? Like if this dude got hit and he needs to take a day off, let him take the day off, man. Like he's playing 162 game season. He's on a team that's hopelessly out of playoff contention. And if his team was in playoff contention, you want him to be healthy so that he can help his team. And he's not going to be able to help his team by being out there hobbling around. Cause you know what happened to the Brewers when they had Willie Adamas out there hobbling around, he's back on the injured list. So you know, this is the type of thing that I feel like we as a society really need to get away from, which is the finger pointing and, oh, you should be a man. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Mind your business, as Will Smith once said. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he went after some dude 
who was out of baseball last year because he was fighting cancer and going through chemotherapy. And God forbid the guy takes a day off from playing for the worst team in baseball. Like, who the fuck cares at that point, right? Like, and then, and then he doubles down after he got called out and said, I never said that name. I never said it was him. I never said nothing about cancer. Get the fuck out of here. Everyone knows who you're talking about, okay? I did a really good job of not, you know, getting angry and swearing up till now. Just going to point that out. But no, everyone knows who the fuck you're talking about, dude. Don't try to backpedal now. Let's, let me, let me see if I can kind of paraphrase Kyle Farnsworth, okay? Like, uh, if you were a real fucking man, you would stand up and say, yeah, that's what I meant. And I, I'm going to stand behind what I meant because I said what I meant and you could deal with it. No, instead he's going to backpedal like a fucking little tiny girl and say, oh no, I didn't mean it. That's not what I said. Go fuck yourself. Like, by the way, I have my windows open. So my neighbors are probably hearing me yell right now. Like this guy is an asshole. Like seriously. Old man Wiggum. Old man Wiggum. Whatever time it is, it, clip that, put it in our thing. Kaskanzi's <laughs> going to ask me sometime on like Sunday, yeah. hey, do you got the clip? And I'm going to go, I don't, but that's the clip. That's the, that's clip. the clip right yeah. there. No, but it's, like, just, it's just, just irritating, right? Like, like this guy has no place. Like I understand being uh, critical, right? Like we do that here every single week. That's part of sports is people being critical. But you, you have to... Like, do it in a certain, do it with some class, right? Like, right. understand who you're talking about. Now, I, I don't know who this guy is. I've never seen him play. I don't, I didn't know that he was fighting cancer. Like, maybe I would say something asinine like that. But if it gets pointed out to me, my response isn't, I didn't say that, Dave. I didn't say cancer. You're making all this. No. My response is, holy shit, I didn't know the dude was fighting cancer last year. Like, yes, please take a day off. Take care of yourself. That's a hell of a lot right. more important than playing for a team that's going to maybe win 50 games this year. Right? right. But and that's think, not what he did. That's That right. was the biggest part. That That's what really pisses me off. Saying it is one thing, right? But doubling down on it? No. That's not okay. Right. Like, that's the part that, but like, he tries to come at it, well, a fan might be coming to see you. But it's like, dude, here's the deal. Every single person on that diamond is a human being. You, sir, were a human being at the point where you gave up six runs and then you walked into the clubhouse and you kicked an electric fan. Mm -hmm. And then you missed three weeks of the season because you kicked an electric fan. There might've been fans who came to see you give up runs during those three weeks, but you weren't there <laughs> because you kicked an electric fan, right? Like these are things that we as people need to evolve. We need to stop pointing the finger at other people and like, you know, there are things where we can say, hey, this is off to me. But a player in September taking a day off for whatever reason, could it be frustrating? Sure. As a fan of a team, could that be frustrating to you? Sure, it could be. But you don't know why. Like, right. And it's, it's, it's not it's not his place to say something, right? Right. Like there exactly. was that story earlier this year where some little girl went to her first Cincinnati Reds game and she was a huge Joey Votto fan. And Joey Votto got kicked out in the first inning. And she's bawling in the stands. And then it's like he invited her back. Said, I'm so sorry. Gave her a bat and all that kinds of stuff, right? So I think where Kyle Farnsworth might have been going, my guess is he, he's, I mean, he sounds like a complete 
idiot. So you probably heard this, you know, at one point and doesn't know what it is. But when, when I read that, the first thing that I, I went back to was a quote by Joe DiMaggio. And when I tried to look up the exact quote, there's a lot of different variations. But the premise was a reporter asked him, um, and I'm guessing it was probably a bad season or, you know, the game was out of control, whatever the case may be. They asked him, why do you play so hard all the time? And his response, which which I've, this has lived with me for many, many years, because I think it's so poignant. He said, there could be a kid in the stands that's never seen me play. And it would be a disservice to him if I didn't play as hard as I possibly could. And I 100% get it. That's a hundred, I'm 100% there. But that's a whole lot different than some other guy calling out somebody and saying, hey, you got to play harder. That's not your place, right? That's not your right. place. Exactly. So. All right, are we moving on? Yeah, I mean, let's move it. All right. We like to move it, move it. DMCA. Let's talk about the Brewers. We already gave a little bit of a, uh, uh, a teaser earlier, and you can kind of see it over there. I always point the wrong way. Over there. All right, so... The Milwaukee Brewers had a combined no-hitter as Corbin Burns and Josh Hader combined to throw the second no-hitter in Brewers history against the Cleveland, insert new team name here. The, f- <laughs> the first since Juan Nieves' jam on April 15th of 1987, approximately Sconzi's 43rd birthday against the Baltimore Orioles. The combined no-hitter was the ninth of the major league season, topping 1884 for the most no-hitters in a year in MLB history. So that's kind of amazing in its own right. But it gets better. It gets better. Does it get better? Yeah. I don't know How if you were going better? there or not. Well, the Cleveland Indians have gotten no-hit three times. Yep. And who started those three games? The guy who got caught for COVID last year. Yeah, and the, he's like, same, oh, the same freaking pitcher started all three <laughs> games and they got yep. no hit. Zach, please, Zach. Yeah. So fun baseball stats, but I mean, if we think about Corbin Burns, right? Like he's been pitching great all year. So it's really good for him to get this national spotlight. You know, it's, it's just a cool moment. And of course, as is my life, I missed it because I was (laughs) for the first time, like ever, I wasn't obsessively like on my phone, checking my phone, looking at my phone. And then all of a sudden I come back and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I tried to send messages. Nobody was listening to me. Um, yeah, this was super special. And, you know, they had a couple big plays as you always see in these no hitters. Um, I, I kinda, I kinda want to take a moment, pat myself on the back. Cause after Corbin Burns was complete trash in 2019, I said, calm down people. He's going to be fine. It was an odd year. I've spoke about it on this podcast a million times. The ball was, the ball was so damn juiced. It was dripping water when they threw it to the plate for fuck's sake. Like the guy just, his mechanics were a bit off. You add that to a juiced ball, and he gave up 900 home runs. It's the same thing that happened to Hader that year. You know, Hader has, you know, a delivery where somebody gets contact and it's going out the park. And when you add that to a juiced ball, you know, Hader looked like garbage. So, you know, I was super huge on him last year, and he was great. This year, he's insane. Uh, it's funny because I just shared an article with a bunch of people a week ago, two weeks ago, that was talking about the Cy Young race. And I, I don't remember what it was titled, but something like, the best pitcher in the National League might not win the Cy Young or something. And they're talking about yeah. how, because he's on the DL and a couple times maybe, and his the number of innings that he's pitched is lower than the other guys. Like, who the fuck cares? Um, 
But now, now all of a sudden he throws a no-hitter in the middle of a playoff push. I mean, it's not really much of a push. They're so far ahead. But, you know, that, that, that changes that narrative a little bit. I, you know, that gives him a hell of a big bump, which is good. He deserves it. The guy has been insane all year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so great to see him have the success and for the Brewers in general to have the success because, yeah. you know, we had the uh, CC no-hitter robbed from us in 2008 where they scored a air a hit and then you know that was a one hit shutout but like it's really neat for the brewers like this is the season where it seems like wisconsin sports is starting to you know get up off the mat a little bit and i saw a bunch of memes online where it's like there always needs to be a sacrifice. And then there's like a picture of Aaron Rodgers, you know, but yeah, my, like, my response across the board was exactly the same. Like, uh, eh, I could have done without the Bucks championship. Give me the Packers back. Well, you know, you're, you're not a Bucks fan. No, so I'm not, that, I'm not at all, but, but I'm happy but, for them, but let's but move speaking, on to the other one. Yeah. I was going to say, speaking of uh, juiced balls, <laughs> we've got uh, Ryan Braun's retirement. So Ryan Braun, Now, I'm going to throw out a take that might be slightly controversial, so prepare your your loins. But part of me feels like Ryan Braun is the guy who kind of started the being committed to Milwaukee because he came up in 2007 and he was amazing, you know, 2007 to 2011. And he could, he, you know, he could have left. He took a big deal with the team. Obviously he had the PED scandals and all of that. And, you know, that was not handled with a whole lot of grace. But then when he came back, he was a pretty good citizen for the team. He was a pretty good citizen for the community. He never was a guy who's like, I want to leave or I don't want to be like he, you know, stuck, stuck it out. And I feel like in some ways that really set the tone for some of the stuff that we're seeing now with like Yelich committing to the team and even like Giannis being here for the Bucks. Like before that, like who's committing to play in Wisconsin, right? (laughs) Like, Well, I would argue if Braun didn't stay, neither one of those two happens. Right. Neither one of those happens. So I... I'm a, I've always been a pretty big Braun guy. Uh, I was there, probably we were there because we generally go to the games together. Um, the first game after he signed his extension and the place gave him, like they, he wasn't even on the field before the game. They just showed a video of him signing the, uh, the contract extension and the place gives him a standing ovation. Like I still get chills and goosebumps to this day thinking about that moment because to your point, how many people stay in Wisconsin, right? Like we got lucky with Favre, gotten lucky with Rogers, although he's kind of post-ish Braun, give or take. Um, It just doesn't really happen a whole lot here. And that was just such a huge, huge thing for this team, for the city, for the state. And yes, there was the misstep with the the whole steroid scandal. Um, I don't know if he was using steroids or not. He probably was, maybe he was, I don't know. I also don't think that you can throw all the blame on him because I think that he was getting told what to say and how to say it by about 17 different people. He needed to tell these people, no, I'm not going to listen to you and I'm going to say what the hell needs to be said. Like that's, 
sometimes you just have to you know jump on your sword and call it a day fall on your sword that's the term right fall on your sword call it a day and, and i think that that was the moment to do that hey i fucked up you know give me my 50 days game suspension or whatever and move on um because the way it ended up was super 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 ugly and i think that's always going to tarnish his reputation to some degree but in my mind it, that's overshadowed by all the positive things that he did for this team and for this city so you know yeah. he, he's one of the best to ever play the game in milwaukee He's definitely one of, you know, number eight is going to end up in the rafters, right? It has to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is a sad day to see him officially retire. But, uh, you know, he, he earned it. He, he had a hell of yeah. a career with us. Yeah, I mean, he earned it. And, like, I, like, when I think of Ryan Braun, like, what I will think of is, yes, there's the PED thing, but I'm going to think of, you know, 2008. And I'm, like, getting, like, that chill right now as I think of his grand slam home run off of, you know, Jesse Chavez, who amazingly is still in the major leagues, <laughs> but like, you know, he hits a home run off of Jesse Chavez. I'm thinking of all of those big moments in 2011 when, you know, he's hitting home runs on the night where they're clinching the division. And I'm also thinking of, you know, post steroids, like every, you know, November, right before Thanksgiving, Who's the guy out there doing the Brewers food drive? It's Ryan Braun. Yep. He's the team superstar, but he's still the guy out there doing it. He's the guy out there taking the hams from, you know, Pam and Jerry in West Dallas who are bringing a ham to the, you know, <laughs> food drive and shaking hands and kissing yep. babies. And like, I, I think in some ways, and obviously I don't know the man, so I can't make any judgments based on anything other than what I see through the media. But He's someone who we saw develop from that cocky, arrogant kid to he messed up and he learned how to kind of ride the line from there on out. Like yeah. he, you know, is going to be someone who I think as we look back on franchise history, he will probably be talked about in that class of Yount and Molitor, right? Like he, yeah. I think, will be talked about like those players for this franchise and i think that he earned that and obviously you know he had lots of injury stuff and there was the ped stuff but there was so much good that he did for the organization too i think it's important for us as we i think this is kind of our new mantra it's like can you look at the good or can you look at the bad right like yeah. we've got to look at the good with him yeah i agree i agree all right b i think at this point it's time to move on because the last two are probably just going to get us angry and we're already about an hour in so what do you say we move on random rankings to random rankings time i think this is a great idea so instead of getting mad online about Just wait wait know, we wiggum wants to know if you can throw a flag for a topic that's not on the board what do you say b you get to make the decision what's the topic <laughs> that's a good question i don't know what's the topic wigs if it's whose beer tastes better it's definitely mine Hundred percent. That that's a good point. Norm McDonald passed away today too. He uh he was a very unique comedian. He had a very unique style, and I kind of had a love hate. Like I I kind of loved his comedy in a lot of ways, but sometimes it it got a little bit over. Um, like oddly, he showed up on my TikTok, like I don't know two three weeks ago, and I started following him, and. Uh, laughing my ass off and then yeah i saw the the news today too that norm mcdonald passed away so 
Yeah, that sucks. That that's sad. Apparently he was fighting uh I was gonna say suicide. No, he was fighting uh cancer for I think they said nine years. Didn't tell anybody. Just silently battling cancer. So rest in peace, man. That's sad. I figured I'd give it a moment of silence before we moved on to random rankings. I almost clicked right. the dick of the week. That would have been really rude. <laughs> I mean, that would have been fitting for a comedian. <laughs> that would have right? been funny, yeah. So today we are going to do a bracket fight. So what a bracket fight is, is for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, we sometimes do the tier-based rankings. But bracket fight is another option on this tier maker website. And basically, they take a bunch of stuff, they put it in brackets, and then you can rank it. So apparently, there's a thing called the Encyclopedia of Sandwiches. And because <laughs> as I was looking up random rankings, I may or may not have been hungry, I decided, <laughs> you know, reading through the Encyclopedia of Sandwiches and figuring out which of these sandwiches is going to be the most amazing sounds good to me. So the bracket is pre-selected, yep. and we are selecting which sandwich we would prefer to eat. We must abide by the toppings listed on each encyclopedia entry okay. without any additions. All right. So, so we can't be like, oh, I would add hot sauce to that. or Well, I'd add hot sauce to all of them, probably. All right, let's do it. Let's jump in. So I'm, I've got it kind of blown up, so we're going to see one matchup at a time. Um, okay. And it looks like I need to scroll down just a touch. All right, so. Yeah, and I was going to say, and there is a, like, there's a view that you can use, but the pictures look like potatoes. So yeah, they look so small. I had to zoom way in. So we've cool. got the Italian sub. It's got cured meats, oil, vinegar, onion, and lettuce. Cured meats normally, what, like uh, salami, capricola, stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, pulled pork. So pulled pork shoulder, barbecue sauce, and coleslaw. B, I'm going to give you the honors of telling us what your thoughts are. Now, remember, those of you who are here live, if we don't agree, we need your input. So go ahead and give yeah. us your input now. B, what so do you got? The sad part about these is these. This should really be my final two sandwiches. Yeah, this, these this are two sucks as the first matchup, man. These are two sandwiches that I normally go for, but I think if I have to choose one, the way that I think about this is, if someone offers me a sandwich and goes, "I'm going to give you one of these," which one would I eat more often? It would be the pulled pork. Yeah, kind of the way that I was looking is if I could only eat one of these for the rest of my life, which would it be? And God, I love both of these. I really do. Uh, to me, the difference maker is one of the toppings that they put on one of these sandwiches. You don't like coleslaw, do you? I think that coleslaw absolutely 100% should mandated be on every single pulled pork sandwich ever ah. made in the country. Okay. It, if if like I I grew up never having coleslaw on a pulled pork sandwich, and then when I finally did, it's like, oh my god, this is next level amazing. Pulled pork moves on. All right. So old man Wiggum, you were correct. Emily, sorry. <laughs> uh, we got the caprice. Is that how you pronounce it? It's mozzarella, tomato, basil, and olive oil. It looks like it's panini pressed, and a. A bagel with locks. So it's bagel, cream cheese, smoked salmon, onion, tomato. I'm just going to say Caprice right now because who the fuck would put smoked salmon on a sandwich? Yeah, we're, we're just firing that into the sun and yep. we're moving on the Caprice sandwich. Can praise, eh? What? 
Caprese. Caprese. Oh, did I say it wrong? Caprese? So crazy. Uh, all right. So we've got, oh, the old Chicago Italian beef right there. Roast beef, green peppers, and it's got the jardinera on there. And, uh, and then we got the French dip. Roast beef sandwich dipped in, I guess that's roast beef or beef jus. So I know that you're going to go with the... Uh with the italian beef yes I italian am. beef so we'll just move on yeah that, dude <laughs> if you haven't had an italian beef uh yeah z dubs you you were all capsing and apparently um if you haven't had italian beef the way they do it in chicago with the uh the jardinere you could you could do not hot jardinere i always do the hot jardinere but then you ask for a dipped and what they do is they take the whole sandwich and they basically dip it in all juice they just dip it in the juice and they pull it out it's like all wet and stuff and dude it's it's crazy uh little unknown fact uh old man wiggum and i actually went on a an italian beef tour in chicago a couple of years back pretty interesting all right we've got we've People, people are comparing stories about when the bot beat them up. Uh, turkey club, turkey, lettuce, tomatoes, bacon, and mayo. Bologna, and, <laughs> bologna and mustard. Why is that so funny? <laughs> because, because you've got the turkey club. It's like triple layered. It's all fancy. It's cut into little triangles. It's got the stick with the olive. And then you got a couple fucking pieces of bread with some bologna and mustard. <laughs> well, let's be fancy. I'm going with the turkey. Yeah, I mean, this bologna and mustard is legit. Like, I could totally get behind that. But again, it's just turkey club is just next level. All right, so we'll go back up here because this is the same level as the other ones. So we've got the pulled pork. We got the caprese or caprese, I think is what Emily said. I think we still go pulled pork in that match. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm not really big about warm tomatoes. They just seem a little weird to me. Okay. Add avocado to the turkey club. Well, we can't add anything, but I'm with you. That would be really good. Speaking of turkey club, we got the turkey club and the Italian beef, which I'm going Italian beef. I'm going to go Turkey Club. So let's let the chat, chat here on YouTube decide. Let us know the Italian beef or the Turkey Club without without avocado. Emily's going Turkey Club. Okay. You guys are going to break my heart here. Y'all ain't never had a Chicago Italian beef. That's what I'm hearing. Wiggum says beef. All right. Well, I saw Z-Dubs is still around. If he's not still silenced by the bot z dubs goes italian beef so the beef all moves right. on okay we'll take it all right we got a pole boy which is fried seafood i think i think it's normally uh shrimp right shrimp yeah fried seafood lettuce tomato pickles mayo and hot sauce okay and oh jesus we got the cubano ham pork cubano we yeah. don't even need to like, read it dude cubano is next level probably my favorite sandwich it's so good all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely pronounce this wrong. It's the tonkatsu, fried pork chop mayo, tonkatsu sauce. I don't know what kind of sauce that is, but I'm... yeah, we got to figure out what kind of sauce that is because I think that's important. All right, let's do a little bit of look. It is tonkatsu sauce. Uh, what is it made of? 
It consists mainly of vegetables and fruits. Tomatoes, prunes, dates, <laughs> apples, lemon juice, carrots, onion, and celery. Wow, interesting. Okay, that's that's a thing. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Okay, so that's that one. And then we're competing against the torta. Steak, beans, lettuce, tomatoes, avocado, and cocha. All right, we're going with the torta because yeah, we're going you got torta. your avocado, you got your steak, you got your beans. All right. Um, I don't know where. Oh, I have to zoom out probably. How do I zoom? Yeah, there's over? there's another side too. Yeah, I don't know how to get over there. It's not it's not letting me over there. It's not giving me a scroll bar. Oh wait, there's my scroll bar right there, but then it disappears. I don't know why my scroll bar disappears. Uh. Check out the bottom left. There's like a matchup mode or whatever. Like at the bottom of the screen. Use matchup mode? Yeah. Oh, look at that. All right. Pulled pork we went with. With Caprice. Doesn't work really well. We went the Italian beef. And turkey club. Then we went pulled pork. Then we went Italian beef. Oh, nope. Cubano. And then, all right, so we did torta, right? Torta, yep. All right. Here we go. Roast beef. Thinly sliced beef, barbecue sauce, or horseradish. Oh, me. And then you got the lobster roll. Lobster meat, mayonnaise, and celery. Oh, we know we're doing, like, it's going to hurt me, but we're going with the roast beef because I can't do the seafood. Yeah, I, I'm not a big lobster fan, so... All right. Ooh, this is a tough one here, chat. Fried chicken. It's a fried chicken breast with lettuce and tomato. Or BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and mayo. Ooh. Ooh, this one's tough. I think I got to go fried chicken because I've become spoiled and I like to have avocado on my BLT now. I'm tempted to go with the BLT just because there isn't some kind of sauce on the fried chicken. Okay. Um, nah, I'm going to go with the chicken too. But it's very close because you got to have a sauce on that sandwich. Uh, all right, we got the croquet monsieur, ham, bechamel, gruyere, and Dijon mustard. Interesting. And a tuna melt, tuna salad and cheese. So we have two things that I don't like. We have mustard yep. and we have tuna. Yeah. So I kind of have to decide which one I like less. I'm picking mustard. We're going with mustard. <laughs> so you're going with the, you, you want to yep. go with it, this one? Okay. Yeah, we're going with that. I one. would agree because I ain't eating a tuna melt if you held a gun to my face. <laughs> um, all right. We got the Reuben, probably my favorite sandwich. Like this and the Cubano are pretty close. Corned beef. Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, and Russian dressing. And then you got the Monte Cristo, ham, turkey, Swiss cheese, fried and served with jam. jam? Like you had me up till the jam, then it's kind of right, weird. Like, yeah, like the jam is what throws it off. So I think we got to go with the Reuben. The Reuben, yeah. So far, we've been agreeing a lot. All right, now it's getting interesting. We got the pulled pork. We got the Italian beef. I'm going to use the same approach that I had before, which is which of these sandwiches would I eat more often? And I'm still going to go with the pulled pork. Pulled pork, huh? I think we got to go to chat on this one. 
I, I okay. can't go against that Italian beef. It's 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 tough. Like this is this is like one one a on my, my on my list. But Chad, it's up to you. We got pulled pork. We got Italian beef. Italian beef was close last time, so I'm thinking that the pork the pork might pull it out. Wigs has still got my back with the beef. So what do we got? Pulled pork or Italian beef, chat? Emily says Italian beef. She hates coleslaw. All right. All right. The beef moves right. on. Beef moves on. We got the Cubano and the Torta. It's 100% Cubano. Don't even say anything different, B. Yeah, I can get I can get behind that. Yeah. Can't be playing with the Cubano. We got the roast beef and we got the fried chicken. I got to go roast beef because that, that no sauce thing is just too much for me. See, I would go fried chicken here. So we're going to have to go back to our chat. Chat, you're up again. Fried chicken. Which is a fried chicken breast, lettuce, and tomato with no sauce, like a savage. And their picture has pickles, but it doesn't say pickles down here. What the hell? <laughs> and then we got roast beef, which is thinly sliced beef, barbecue sauce, or horseradish. So we got one vote for fried chicken. We need one more fried chicken or two roast beefs. Who's going to take it, y'all? Roast beef. Oh, Z-Dubs, it's up to you, bruh. No, I'm sorry. Old man Wiggum, it's up to you. See if Wigs is still out there. Otherwise, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the randomizer ready. Old man Wiggum says roast beef. Mm, okay. We got. Can I just say Ruben and move on? Yeah. All right. The croque monsieur. Okay. We. Oh my God, B. Italian beef and the Cubano. Cubano, not close. Actually, uh, I suppose it is kind of close. But. It is so close. I'm gonna, I'm see, I'm gonna make this decision for the exact opposite reason you made a previous decision. I absolutely love mustard on sandwiches. Okay. So I'm going Cubano. Mm -hmm. Roast beef and Reuben. 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 Yeah. I'm surprised you were that quick with it. All right, what's going to win this side of the bracket? Like, these would be legit my two favorites out of this side, so. So, I, I think this come for me, this becomes a matter of flavor palette, right? Because if somebody offered you a Reuben every day, I feel like that would be a little strong. If somebody offered you a Cubano sandwich every day, you could probably eat that because it's a little bit more mild in flavor and texture. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to go with the Cubano. All right. So I'm thinking about the Cubanos I've had in my life. And I'm thinking about the Rubens that I've had in my life. And one of these two sandwiches that I have had is so good that I have driven an hour to get that sandwich. And that is the Reuben from the old Rochester over there in Waukesha. So I got to go Reuben. So Chad, it's up to you. I feel huh. like we need to get Reuben's now because I really am kind of... <laughs> Wiggum says, how does, how, how does B say Cubano when he hates mustard? That's a really good point. Uh, but because we're, like, sauerkraut is very overpowering. Yeah, that's but true. it's delicious. All right, chat. It's up to you. We got the Reuben and the Cubano, and we should go get Reuben's one of these days. There's oh. a really good place over by my work. Okay. We got one vote for Cubano. 
Has to be the Ruben. Big Mike Mike's here. Hey, Mike. We might have a tie then. I think we got four active people out here now. We gotta get Big Mike Mike to come out and have a Ruben with us. I was gonna say, if it's a tie, I can flip-flop my vote. It is not a tie. The Ruben wins that side of the bracket. All right. And now we're on to the other side. Here we go. We got the Bon Mi. Meat, pickled vegetables, cilantro, and, ma and mayo. I've never had this before. But it sounds good. And then we got a meatball sub. Meatballs, marinara, mozzarella. I mean, I, I love meat. Give me the meatballs. Yeah, I think we got to go with that. Jake's Deli in Milwaukee makes the best Reuben, apparently. I'm guessing a Reuben. What does kraut have to do with anything there? Because there's kraut in uh, the Reuben. Bon mi is so good. I need to write that down. I need to get me a bon mi and a Reuben. Reuben and bon mi. Uh, so now we've got the falafel pita falafel lettuce tomato onion cucumber and hummus like i've had a lot of that kind of stuff and it's delicious i've never had that sandwich and then we got more hummus we got veggie and hummus cucumber tomato avocado carrot sprouts and hummus dude falafel is next level yeah i think i'm going with the falafel as well i'm getting all kinds of people telling me i got to get a bon me so we're gonna do that all right we got the Bocadillo, it's uh, what does that say? Jamon, jamon, jam. No, jamon bread rubbed with cut tomatoes. I guess I I don't know what that means. Then we got the old egg salad, chopped boiled eggs, mayonnaise, and lettuce. I got I need to look up the bocadillo. I don't. I want to make sure I give it a fair a fair shot here. Bocadillo. It's a sandwich made with Spanish bread, usually a baguette or semi. Okay, but I need to know what it is. Ham on, ham on, ham on roast beef. Uh, I'm going with that because an egg sandwich like that, no. It's basically just bread, apparently. Cool. You know what I'm, tastes delicious? Bread. I'm going with the egg salad. All right, Mike, you come out. We'll get a Reuben and a bon me. Uh, it's up to you, chat, because I don't really know what the bocadillo thing is here. Which of these items gets speed bumped in the next round? That's by true. Whatever. Yeah, whatever's coming up. The bocadillo. Oh, they're telling me how to pronounce it. Is that what you're voting on, Emily? The bocadillo. Dried cured. Oh, it's got ham too. Oh, well then that's an easy win then. I should have looked up jam on. What the fuck is cucumber tea? <laughs> cucumber and unsalted butter what and then we got clearly there was like a these are the good sandwiches side of the bracket and then there's the what the fuck is up with this side of the bracket so we got cucumber tea and then we got kentucky hot brown turkey bacon tomato and mornay sauce we're going to go with the hot brown. Yeah. I, what the fuck is cucumber tea? <laughs> cucumber tea sandwich is made for afternoon tea, Z-Dub says. Okay. I trust you. He's smart. He's smarter than me. By a lot. Um, all right. So we're on to the next round. So we got the meatball sub or the falafel pita. I'm going meatball sub. I'm going falafel. Oh, Chet, you're up. Falafel is still next level. Mike, I agree. Cucumber tea has to be the worst sandwich on this bracket. I tend to agree with you. Now that we know that the bocadillo isn't just 
bread and tomatoes rubbed on it. Just imagine somebody just like crushing up a tomato. Like, <laughs> rubbing it on there. We got a meatball. We got a meatball. Could still have a tie. And meatball. So meatball's moving on. Emily, doesn't matter. We got the Bocadillo and the Kentucky Hot Brown. I'm going Bocadillo. Sure. All right, Bocadillo's moving on in the crap bracket. I like how we said that it was oh. going to get smashed and then it oh. didn't. Oh, wait. Whoa. There's all of more. a sudden, all of a sudden, we got next, next level stuff going on here, chat. We got cheese steak, thinly sliced beef, cheese, and onions. And then we got the patty melt, ground beef, patty, cheese, caramelized onions. I could go either way. Cheese steak. Cheese steak it is then. I just looked and saw we're like an hour 12, so I'm just going to go quick. Okay. Chicken salad, which is chopped chicken, mayo, and celery. And jambon beret. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's French ham and salted butter. I'm chicken salad all day. Sure. Yeah. Do, do I even have to read this one? Yes, because I can't see it. <laughs> we got a gyro. Grilled meat, tomato, onion, and tzatziki sauce. So the gyro is moving on. You can describe the loser. Uh, grilled cheese. <laughs> uh, well... I mean, grilled cheese is good, but all right. We got PB and J, which is it's it's peanut it's butter and jelly chat. Uh, and then we got croque madame, ham, bechamel, gruyere, Dijon mustard, and a fried egg. That's getting my bet because I don't like PB and J. PB and J, let's do it. Duh, chat. It's up to you. Don't let me down. Don't be putting that child food up in here. I mean, I think it's going, going to go up against the Euro anyway, so I don't think it matters. But Emily's on board with you. She's all PB&J, man. I mean, my vote was really more against PB&J than for Croque Madame, but, you know. We got a vote. Oh, oh, we got two votes for the Croque. Croque, Croque, whatever. Uh, we're going to give Big Mike Mike a couple seconds, see if he's still hanging out. Otherwise, we're moving on with the Croque. I'm disliking Xenos. <laughs> uh, going once, Big Mike Mike. Going twice, and Croak moves on. Oh, there he is. I'd go Croak here, but how can anyone not like PPJ? I, I don't know. I just don't. Oh, my God, B. Can I just click this without even reading it? Um, I don't know. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Fried egg, American cheese, and bacon. Okay. Liverwurst. Oh man, it's yeah, right. Take it. <laughs> you don't even need to touch it. My chat is way behind the video or way ahead. It could be both. Uh, we got ham and cheese, ham, cheese, lettuce, and mustard. Oh my God, that is a. I don't even think this is a thing, but I'm voting for it anyway. Thanksgiving, turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce. Done. Yeah, all right. Like hello, liverwurst, 100%. Get out of here, Dubs. We got the bocadillo and the meatball sub. I'm meatball all day, man. Let's do meatball. All right. Moving on to the cheesesteak and the chicken salad. Cheesesteak. Yeah, that's easy. I <laughs> Trust me, Wigs, that Thanksgiving one is legit. We got the croque madame that's not going to win against the euro. That is correct. And then we got the bacon, egg, and cheese and Thanksgiving. That's... 
I'm gonna go uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. And I think yeah, I'll come with you because I can eat that any freaking day, right? Like I could eat right. that every day. I kind of do. Um, and I think the Thanksgiving needs mashed potatoes on it. I know it sounds weird on a sandwich, but I that think I need mashed delicious. potatoes and gravy on there too. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Emily said right. I had a Thanksgiving feast last weekend. It was surprisingly wonderful. I bet. Cheesesteak. Cheese yeah. I would have to go with that. That's a tough one for me. Euro or bacon, egg, and cheese. It's got to be euro, right? Euro. Euro and cheesesteak. Yeah, that's rough. Cheesesteak. Oh, man. I'm going with the euro. I'm turning it over to chat. Okay. See, I'm fine with either of these choices. I, I know. So. I, I can't, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. But let's let chat put their put their uh, their stamp on the uh, on the old random rankings here. We got two for the euro. We're just waiting for Z Dub. See if he's gonna throw a wrinkle into everything. I'm getting the randomizer ready. Oh, and he did too. They, the the randomizer that I used to use isn't showing up. Like what the hell? Can't have random rankings without a randomizer. I know. All right, list. Cheese and euro. And randomized list. Boom. Euro wins. All right, we'll take it. I feel <laughs> like I'm like O for chat. <laughs> chat is disagreeing with you. All right, here it comes. The Reuben and the Euro. This is this I, is. This I think is I gotta go with the Euro, right? Because, like, as much as I like, I'm using. You, you I'm just using voted the, for the Euro to not come into this. But see, I'm using the same principle, right? Like. The, uh oh! Did we lose B? B's internet's been having issues lately. I am going to assume we lost one of these. Oh, he's back! He's back! Okay. Nope, I'm back! I'm back! Oh, we lost him again. Well, I'm gonna I'll let B talk once he comes back. It looks like he's offline right now. He did say again. the euro. Oh, he's back again, maybe. It's like I'm gone, but I'm back, but I'm gone, but I'm back. All right, so you're going euro. Am I back? Right? I'm going euro. Okay. I think I gotta go Reuben for the same reason I did last time. Like I I know the Reuben that I would go eat. So I think I think it's Reuben for me, and we've already got two votes for the Euro, one vote for the Reuben. Z does my boy. I need you. I need you, my dude. We'll give Z Dubs a couple seconds. See if he's still out there. Otherwise, we're gonna have to randomize again for the championship. That would be weird. All right. Uh, Z-Dubs, we're going to do a quick countdown. Three and a two and the Reuben. All right, there we go. We're all tied up. We're randomizing the list, except I put it in the wrong spot. Now I'm going to put it up here and here we go. Actually, you know what I should do is I should put this over here. Oh, it's in the wrong browser. I can't. Let me open up a new window. Randomizer. Oh, you guys know I'm not cheating. We got Ruben. Oops. And we've got Euro. And we're going to randomize now. 
the Ruben wins. There we go. That was close. When it comes down to it, oh, that it just oh, there's the bracket. The Ruben is right there. You can't see it because it's super tiny. Uh, and we lost B. Why is it showing B over? Wow, that's weird. Anyway, yeah, B's, know, like, B's, like like it, it keeps it keeps like going in and out. Like it says that I'm here, but then I'm not here, but then I'm here, but then I have internet, and I I don't know. What's I don't know either. Anyway, so who won? The did, Ruben, did I the get Ruben. voted down again? <laughs> the Ruben won again. It was awesome. it was a tie. It was a tie. We had to go to the randomizer. Randomizer chose the Ruben. I even pulled it up so everybody could see except you because you weren't here. So, uh, and we lost B again. Um, we will try to get B's extra point in when he bounces back here in a second. Um, if he doesn't bounce back in just a second or two, then I'm going to do mine, which I, your VoIP connection to Landmark has failed, so I'm guessing he's not here. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll do my extra point first, which never happens, and it's so weird because I normally feed off of what he says because I never know what to say. Um, but this is something that is important to me for a lot of reasons, and uh, my head looks super big when I lean up like that. Uh, I think B is going to lose it. B is B has been very frustrated of late. So this is Suicide Awareness Month, uh, and everybody should be aware of suicide. I guess I don't know. It's not really a joking matter. Um, suicide is it's something that touches a lot of us, I think, and I know it has touched me. Um, I have known people who have committed suicide. Um, I have myself been suicidal multiple times in my life. Hell, I spent a year on the brink of, of suicide a couple of years back. Shocking revelation. Um, it was a very rough year. Uh, it's something that I think we need to be more aware of. It's something that I think we need to be more open about. We talk about mental health and mental health awareness and support a lot on this podcast and i think this is this is just another part of that that i think we need to make sure that we're we're speaking about that we're being open about that we're asking questions about to some degree um it, it can't be a topic that we shy away from because it's scary or because we're afraid of it or whatever other reason there may be um because when you hide it in the background then it disappears and it's it's not something that is known it's not something that is i don't know in the open and just because something is hidden in the background doesn't mean it goes away in fact i think in this case it's even worse because you have people who suffer in silence you have people who don't feel like they can be open. They, they don't feel like they can reach out to people that they care about. They don't feel like they can reach out and get help because it's, it's taboo, because it's scary, because I'm afraid of what people will think about me. They find out that, that I feel this way or that I felt this way. And that's a problem because these are people who need help. I have been and probably will be again a person that needs help. And we have to be able to be comfortable having those conversations and we have to be comfortable to reach out and ask for help and sometimes some of us need to be that person who gets reached out to and it's something that for a lot of different reasons I feel very very passionate about and I felt that it was important to discuss that 
just a few days ago, we had a person that we are some random person on stream we are playing against or playing with in Apex who got pissed at me and uh, told me to kill myself. Now I can brush that off and I can get very, very angry and cuss and swear at them like I did. But there are people out there that can't brush that off. There was a time in my past where it would have been very hard to brush that off. There's people that that could be the thing that pushes them over that edge. We have to be very, very careful and conscious of what we're saying, how we're saying it, who we're saying it to. Because our words have impact and our words have meaning and our words can, can honestly be the difference between life and death at times. So I guess I just wanted to take this opportunity to be open, to share a small part of my story. There's a lot more to that, but a small part of it. And just to raise a little bit of awareness to this little bit of an audience that, that watches our show. Say, you know what, it's, it's a subject that we need to be aware of, we need to be open about, we need to talk about, we need to bring it into the light. That's the only way that we can help defeat this. That's what I've got. It looks like B might be back. Temporarily, at least. I don't know. I, I guess I have to make a call. And I missed everything that you said, so I have no idea if I'm going to duplicate That's okay. what you said or not. But so my extra point this week is going to be a combination of a couple of things. So obviously we know that this month is Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. One thing that was kind of neat that uh, one of my wrestling podcasts did was they had a conversation about mental health as part of one of their podcasts. And one of the wrestlers on that podcast, Big E, he was describing his journey with mental health, his journey with his own suicidal ideation, and how he's gone from the point where every day he felt like he didn't want to live on this earth to being able to be in a place where he can seek help and assistance and be in a place where he's thankful that he has addressed his own mental health. And what was kind of cool is that podcast came out yesterday. And what happened last night was on the WWE Raw show, he became the world champion. So I just thought that that was kind of like a really cool pendulum of events and obviously they're probably not related but i just thought that's really cool like this podcast comes out where this big strong you know person of color is talking about his challenging journey and how as a boy he's raised to just shove it all down and not deal with it but then that's how you end up in a place where you feel like you don't want to live anymore but then he has this massive event in his life where he's able to literally be crowned the world champion in his, you know, performance, right? Like he is going to be a main character in the WWE for however long they allow him to have the title. And I just think it's a really cool thing. And what it says to me is, you know, I always think about, and one of the things that I'm very passionate about is telling people that, we're all put on this earth for a reason. I'm not going to go religious on you because that's not really my shtick, but I feel like we're all put here for a reason. We're all here for some kind of purpose. We have to figure out what that purpose is. What I always say is that you as a person matter and I want your life to matter. 
I want you to be able to evaluate your self-worth, not on how much money you make, not on the family that you have or don't have, not on the job title that you have or don't have, but to evaluate your self-worth on the enriching and fulfilling work that you do to address your mental and physical health. Because those are really the only things that we come onto this earth with, and those are the things that when our time is up, we leave this earth with. So those are the things that, you know, thinking about this man here, like he talks about this in his journey. And yes, he's going to have this magical moment that he can remember forever. But if he wouldn't have put in the work on his physical and mental health, that moment isn't possible. So that's just my kind of check-in to think about those things and to let people know, I think you matter. And if you're ever at a point where you want to share how you're feeling or want a person to just listen and not judge or anything. I'm someone who is happy to do that because I know that there are people and places that others feel like they can't go to. So I want to be an open and safe space for people. Awesome. And with that be, do you want to close this up? We'll close us out. So you can find Skanzi here on YouTube Monday. Well, not Monday, but Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, and Thursday nights. And sometimes on Monday, he'll post that little video like he did last night of a recap of the week. So you might be able to find that out here too. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Landmark MKE. You can find Skanzi over there at Skanzi. You can find the podcast at Almost Qualified Productions, AQ underscore P-R-O-D. As always, you can find Skanzi on Amazon Sidewalk. You can find us in Skanzi's basement every Sunday watching football. And if you have any questions, you can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, or any place where you would like to put this podcast into your ear holes. That's right. So with that, we'd like to say thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. And once again, I will be calling my uh, internet service and other people's provider because I called them. And as we learned today, the issue is still ain't working. All right, man. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for dealing with our technical issues. And uh, we appreciate you being here. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great night, everybody. Bye-bye.